0: God.
1: chris barton you can find me through my work email it's chris.barton at leading i don't have twitter i'm not even going to get into what's going on with that right now <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is the first episode of a series with chris barton about marvel's spider-man miles morales Chris Barton lives in San Diego and works as an agile and product coach, which is someone who helps companies align how they work to delivering value and learning through fast feedback loops. Chris has also worked for PlayStation. Yes, that PlayStation, the one owned by Sony. And he was a member of the team who brought you Spider-Man, MLB's The Show, Days Gone, and others. He worked in worldwide studios as Quality Assurance, The last place first-party studio games go before they are certified and released to the public. Chris, what is this first-party studio games thing?
1: Yeah, it's actually a really cool concept. Sony essentially has a partnership with studios that they kind of get to do whatever they want and have this more or less limited funding as long as they meet certain, like, I wouldn't say phase gates, but there's always go- no-go criteria with like how does this game look? How's it coming along? That's the short end of it. Longer is like typically they build games just for Sony. It's pretty rare that they do anything for someone else, and that's kind of like the binding agreement there's There's some handcuffs that come with that though. Um, Ooh, handcuffs. If, if you bomb a game that uh, was projected to be a success your studio is probably going to get shut down.
0: Oh, wow. Is this uh so third party indie studios could come work with Sony in this model. Is that right?
1: So third party studios are kind of on their own oh. for the most part. There's, there are exceptions. Oh, um, I see. Like I'm trying to think of a pretty, like mod like uh, call of duty, modern warfare, like, doesn't The only time that Sony works with that is to make sure that they get onboarded through the process, meaning like it's playable on our platform. It meets certain criteria to be sellable. A really good example of when that doesn't go well was Cyberpunk 2077. Sony actually pulled it off their platform because of the quality issues.
0: Okay. So okay, cool. So the the frame the, this first party studio games is is like within Sony, I, uh, a group of people could have a concept, an idea, and they say, hey, let's form a studio, and and they're Sony employees or PlayStation employees, and then they go through this. Uh, they're the first place <laughs> they 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 work through this process.
1: Yeah, that's one way. Another one is um, you've been crushing it as an independent developer, and Sony really likes everything you have, so they uh extend this offer to you Oh, uh, an, an example but, of that is but that's, um,
0: that would be for, that would be a first party
1: though that would be a third party becoming a first party there um, we are
0: okay so what is a conversions yeah. tactic all yeah. right yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Insomniac that I means Spider-Man is actually an example of that. When they built Spider-Man, they were not a first party studio.
0: Ah, okay. All right, cool. Well, you know, let's 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 get into that. So, Chris, set the stage of the scope of this project. Is the Spider-Man franchise a big deal for PlayStation? A lot of people involved?
1: It is. It's big. Time-wise, this game took four years to make it's the concept to playable. It was It was not just big for Sony, it was big for Marvel, it was big for Insomniac, and it was big for everybody involved. Going into, like, how big? Like, thousands of people across the world. There are people that work. Sony Sony PlayStation has offices specifically for video games in a couple key locations. Liverpool is one, Tokyo is one, San Diego is one. There's a headquarters in San Mateo. And then there's other satellite offices across the world. More or less, everybody is involved. It's to some degree. That's, and that's obviously including Insomniac, which is, I don't know the exact area, but so I'll just say it in the Los Angeles area.
0: All right. This is the situation where a third party is going to become a first party studio, right? Is, do I have that right?
1: Yeah. So... I don't know the mechanics of a studio becoming first party. Like I'm assuming that there's probably some type of contract in place, but I don't know the details behind that. I do know that like example with this, since we're talking about Spider-Man Marvel actually sat down with Sony and it's like, we'd like you guys to make a game. And Sony was like, well, I think we'd like to use insomniac because some of their gameplay mechanics from previous titles, we really love and think would transition well to superheroes. So they all sat down together and spitballed a couple ideas and Spider-Man was what they agreed on. And I'm, I'm, you know, making a large assumption that because Sony already owned the rights to Spider-Man, it probably Mm. made that deal a little bit easier for Marvel to go, Oh yeah, you already have, you already have licensing rights over this. So this makes sense. So back to insomniac, they obviously were the right people for this.
0: And And Insomniac's a studio, is that right?
1: It's a a video game development studio. Okay. Some of the things that people are probably familiar with is Ratchet & Clank. That's a pretty popular title that they produced, created. Yeah. The studio got picked, Insomniac. This was the first licensed game they'd ever built. Everything else had been internal. They developed this game, took four years. They essentially built it from scratch and they pulled in the, one of the many reasons this game was so successful is they pulled in resources from everywhere. Meaning the guy that wrote the music actually did the music for daredevil on Netflix. The voice actor was somebody that they had previously used in, in another game. And Sony initially said no. And insomniac more or less was like, well, we're not going to do it without him. Like we need him for this game as Peter Parker. It was just like a lot of really cool things came together they the producer was actually a part of um a a studio that had a string of success like if you're familiar with tony hawk pro skater
0: yeah
1: like games that um like are in the spirit of gaming where like they're just really fun to play like when you the mechanics of the game you're just like wow i really love playing this like that's something that they from the get-go if you had like value statement or a vision that's like when they set out to build this game from the beginning, they're like, it has to be fun to play, and like the gameplay has to be timeless. Like if you pick it up in ten years, you're going to love playing it again. So like they built a lot of those ethos into this game. Uh, is really cool, and then like the level of detail in it too. Like every game has cutscenes; these are all like movie quality cutscenes. Whatever costume you're wearing at that point in the cutscene, it's yeah. not just one cutscene. They you. The character has whatever costume you're in the gameplay in the cutscene, so it's not just like, Oh, we'll just do one movie. Like it's dynamic enough to where, like, if you're wearing the Miles Morales co- costume, like it'll it it plays through all the cutscenes. If you're wearing like the, oh man, I'm forgetting some of the names of the costumes. Anyway, it, it change it matches in all the cutscenes. It's really cool. The little detail: if you knock somebody off of a building and like in a fight scene, yeah if you go back and look around the building, he's spider web to the side. So like, it's not like they just fall off the map and we didn't consider them. Oh, nice. Like, it's just all these really cool details that a lot of people probably don't notice. Um, it's really neat. Spider-Man miles Morales, which is like a larger add on to the original game comes out on, came out on PC on the 18th. So like, Oh, we're, wow. We're like, what, three days past uh, a new PC release for... Wow,
0: you told me i got to push this to the front of my uh, <laughs> release queue. Yeah, no, that's a good tip. Thank you for that. I, 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 I don't mind to catch the, the hot thing while it's hot. Are you interested in science fiction with a Hawaiian twist? Nafi is a retired pro surfer who works security at a pineapple plant. He falls for a girl who uses him to break security so she can investigate a conspiracy to destroy Hawaii's pineapple crop. Unfortunately, she gets caught. Nafi gets in trouble. And the epidemiologist who's behind the pineapple virus Is out to kill them. Honolulu Hati is a cyberpunk action adventure novelette set in post global warming Hawaii. To get this novelette, go to Amazon and search for Lancer Honolulu Hati. If you want to learn more about how games are made, check out our show notes. We have in there a link to a documentary about how God of War was created. Where are our show notes? Show notes show up right in your podcast player. You just open up your podcast player and you will see the information that comes with this episode and, it, and it's not there for your convenience. If you don't have a podcast player and you downloaded this mp3 from the website go back to the website and you will see the show notes there next episode more chris barton okay i have questions about miles morales what's what's that about who's miles yeah
1: so miles morales it's it's a different version of a spider-man and if anyone follows like if anyone reads comic books uh yeah miles is spider-man he's just not peter Parker's spider-man what i um, mean yeah <laughs>